My roommate's entitled father tries to blame me for his son failing out of university, claiming that because his son failed, I deserve to fail as well, as he tried to blame his son's failure on me. And I've never been more blown away by someone else's entitlement in my life. Here's what happened. So my freshman year, I was roommates with a guy who had fairly well-off parents. Let's call him John. John is not his real name. John was a child actor. And although he isn't one you would recognize immediately, he's played some side characters on big sitcoms and did some voice acting on some pretty popular kid shows. His parents hold him to a very high expectation and were very strict with him and his acting. So when he got into our university, which is considered a top 10 university globally, his parents held him to that same standard, which for a now liberated young adult with almost no maturity, he did the exact opposite of everything he should have done. He slept all day, partied all night, never studied, didn't go to class, etc. Yet when his parents would call him to check up on him, I would always be mentioned in the conversations. They needed to make sure that I was a good influence on their son, or so they would tell him. They would consistently ask if I was partying often, if illegal substances were involved, if I was bringing girls over late into the night, pretty much everything he was doing. They basically wanted to ensure that I wasn't the one doing it just to keep their son safe. This goes on for months. Whenever his parents would call him during his midday nap and I'd be in between classes, I'd always hear him defending me to his parents, and he'd go beat red when Whenever I'd walk in and hear what they were saying about me over the phone. So I'd leave and wait until his call ended since I knew he already felt embarrassed enough. I didn't really think of what they were saying either. I just thought it was ironic and told John afterwards that he didn't need to apologize since they weren't his thoughts but rather his parents. Around the end of the semester, John is told by his major's department that he would likely fail out of college if he did not ace the final exams in at least two of the four of his classes and that he would have to retake the other two regardless of how he did. Moreover, he would also lose a scholarship that paid a substantial amount of his tuition. He had to call his dad to tell him the bad news while I was on the top bunk of the bed studying, and his father is shouting so loud that I can hear him through John's phone with my earbuds in. Eventually, the question is asked if I had anything to do with John's bad grades, and before John can say anything, his dad determines that John was covering for me because apparently I was a bad influence, and since I was around him all the time, I must be the reason that he failed. He demanded to speak to me and wanted me to tell him everything I did to his son and how I corrupted him. And when John said that I didn't do anything wrong, it only made him angrier. And after telling me that I would pay, he eventually hung up the phone. And it's right about then that I realized this was way more serious than an angry father. And I seriously could not believe what this man did next. John's dad already knew my name and of course where I lived. But I didn't think he would do anything with that information until I got a call from the University Student Affairs Center telling me that John's father had requested access to my personal information through the student portal, which is basically a website with financial aid and enrollment information. And they basically wanted to change my passwords just in case my data was at risk. I tell John that his dad tried to access my info, and of course, he called his dad to ask him what he was doing. This dad then said that because John was failing, he was pulling John out of college, and that he was coming in a few days to talk to me about my part in all of this. John then asked him again why he was looking into my info from the school. And that's when John's dad just straight up hung up on him. I couldn't focus on that BS at the time since I had my own exams to prep for. But as he said he would, he showed up as this fairly skinny balding guy desperately trying to cover up his receding hairline by brushing as much stringy blonde hair to the front of his head as possible. I came down with the flu right before exams. So sadly, I was forced to be 
in the room while John moved out, with his dad berating the both of us while I had my earbuds in. I felt like I was going to puke the entire time. John looks like he's going to cry because he doesn't want to leave. I peek over my laptop to see his dad putting books and notes in the garbage and repeatedly asking John if he officially withdrew from the university until John just barked yes at him. John's dad then turns to me and says something along the lines of, all right, now you. Again, I insist that I didn't do anything to his son except live with him. And the dad demanded that because I turned his kid from an accomplished actor to a college dropout, I should withdraw from the university as well. John is now yelling at his dad to leave me alone, and I'm telling him that there's no way I'm dropping out for his ego. He demands my laptop and portal login information, and I tell him that if he even so much as touches my laptop or me, I'm going to call the police. Eventually, this escalates to a straight-up shouting match among the three of us all in this room. That is until an RA knocks on the door, warning us that if we don't quiet down, he will get campus security to come in and settle the issue. The dad quiets himself again and calmly asks me to withdraw again because apparently it's only fair. I say no because again, I didn't do anything. There's a silence in the room as he approaches the edge of my bunk. He's glaring at me. I'm putting my earbuds in because chemistry won't study itself and he asks again, gripping the railing and almost hissing the question. I say to him, no, I didn't do anything. He finally decides that I'm not worth talking to anymore and says that he'll tell my parents everything I did and that they will make me leave college if he couldn't. And with that, he finally left with John. I got a text from my dad about a day later and that he and my mom basically told him and his wife to get lost and to never contact me again in far more eloquent terms. I then got a barrage of emails and text messages as well as Facebook posts from the parents pretty much saying that I was at fault for ruining their son's life and that I don't deserve my seat at my university. So I ended up just blocking them as well. Every now and then my parents would get Facebook messages or emails, but they were promptly ignored as well. John angry reacted to my graduation pictures on Facebook a few months ago, so out of paranoia that they were spying on me through his account, I ended up having to unfortunately block him too. And hopefully John just understands that I don't want to deal with his crazy parents. That is honestly insane. Talk about seriously being completely out of line. This guy not only came in here and was demanding that you quit university, but he was basically blaming all of the things that his son did all on you. Can you imagine that? Here you are at school just trying to get your stuff done and this crazy guy's like, oh, my son's failing. It's got to be your fault. You're the reason he's not studying or going to class, despite the fact that you're literally sitting there trying to study and get stuff done. Like, is this guy seriously that much out of touch? And here's the thing. This is what happens when you have parents like this. These parents obsessed over their son who was clearly a talented actor and booked a lot of jobs and he was also really good in school or something like that. And when he's finally able to get away from his helicopter parents, only then does he cut loose and not do a single thing with his life. And you know what? Everything that John is going through is his own fault. He didn't go to classes. He never studied. He was too busy going to parties and spending time with girls as well as other sketchy stuff. Like seriously, John had it coming. So good for the original poster for standing their ground and refusing to cave to this weird guy. Because seriously, this guy was acting crazy. All the while trying to blame you for something that you absolutely didn't do. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out. Link down below in the description. My entitled dad is demanding that I give him $3,000 just to fully fund his trip to Europe, even though he has this money in the first place and is only demanding this from me because he thinks that I owe him simply because he's my father. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Here's what happened. So for a bit of background, my dad and I are currently on no contact together. And this is 
just because he's been a controlling jerk my entire life and there was an incident earlier this year that pushed things over the edge. I am still in contact with my mother and I currently have a couple weeks off to spend time with my son who is a few months old before we start daycare. Usually around lunchtime I go to my parents place so my mom can spend time with her grandson. My dad is at work during the time that I visit. During my most recent visit my mom mentioned that my dad asked if I could pay $3,000 just to fund his trip to Europe. He's going to the UK, France, and maybe somewhere else for a month later this year. We have family spread out in those countries, so he will be visiting and staying with family and friends. My mom is not going, and it will actually be nice for her to have a vacation at home or something along those lines, since she won't have to be a maid and cook for a grown man for an entire month. I'm taking her to New York to stay with my aunt and cousins for a bit, where she can relax and she will come back home with my cousins, who will stay for a couple of weeks just to hang out and visit where we live. My parents are lower middle class. They don't go on international trips on a normal basis, so this is a big treat. However, my parents live a very frugal lifestyle, so my dad has more than enough money to pay for this trip on his own. I know this because I literally have access to his bank account due to the fact that for years I was basically managing their finances and paying bills online for him even when I was a kid. He does not need the money from me, but he is simply asking because he is delusional and think that his children owe him because he did the bare parental minimum of providing food, clothing, and shelter for us. He did work hard and I will always give him credit for that. However, he thinks we owe him and should always do as he says. To be clear though, my mom did not expect me to pay and was telling me more so I was informed on what was going on in the current circumstances. And it's all so very frustrating and I seriously don't know what to do. That is honestly really disappointing that a parent would act that way. Like first and foremost, your kids don't really owe you anything. Being a parent and raising your kids is the least that you're supposed to do. And that doesn't come with any kind of like repayment of any kind. You chose to bring kids into this world, so you now need to be the adult and raise them in some kind of way. And that doesn't include them being in some secret, undefined debt towards you simply because you raised them. Like, no, that's unfair for the kids because they did not sign up for this level of pettiness. So personally, if he really wants to go to Europe, he can do it on his own dime. He clearly has the money for it, and I would not feel pressured or in any way cave to his weird demands. Because that's exactly what this is. He's just being a weirdo right now. He's expecting you to finance his entire trip to Europe simply because you're his child. And when it comes down to it, that's honestly just really weird. And you do not deserve to be guilt-tripped in this way in the slightest. An entitled Karen demands that I move my seat so that she and her stupid friends can take my spot. Despite the fact that I'm a season ticket holder for this specific seat. And I've never been more frustrated with anybody in my life. Here's what happened. To start things out, I am disabled and I use a walker. I have season tickets to a local minor league baseball team and I sit in the ADA section at the ballpark. It's on the concourse so I don't have to navigate steps to get to and from the restroom as well as the concession stand or other things around me. I have the same seat for every game of the season and it's at the end of the row. And there is a space for me to put my folded walker since it does fold up pretty small and room for me to get in and out even when the wheelchair spaces on the other side of my seat are occupied. Season ticket holders are given a card that the ticket taker scans on the way in. Okay, so one day last week, I was there sitting in my seat, drinking my beer, waiting for the game to start when this large group suddenly comes along. A few developmentally disabled adults and a lot of non-disabled companions. The row I sit in has 10 seats. Four of them are actually wheelchair spaces. The four wheelchair spaces are taken by those who need them. That leaves five regular seats as the one I'm sitting in does not 
account here. So this able-bodied woman appeared to be the leader of this group and suddenly came over to me and told me to move because I apparently was not ticketed for the seat, stating that her group had the whole row and I needed to move. I told her that she was mistaken and I showed her my season ticket card that has the section, row, and seat number printed right there on it. She still would not believe me and kept demanding that I get out of the way. I was about to go and fetch a staff member to resolve the issue, but thankfully one of them came over. I have been a season ticket holder at this place since 2011 and have had this particular seat for two years now. I mean, almost everybody who works there knows me, so this was a battle this entitled Karen could not hope to win. So the staff member tells this entitled Karen to leave me alone, that I'm ticketed for that seat and I do not have to move. And the staff member also showed her where the group was actually ticketed for. While they did have my entire row except for my seat, only five of the disabled people could sit in the row. The other four were in wheelchairs. The rest of them had seats in the regular seating bowl, which was the same section, but right in front of the concourse row. The ADA row is for actual disabled people and a limited number of companions, not for all the non-disabled people in a large group. So the entitled Karen relents and finally leaves me alone, sort of. She's complaining loudly to her friends that I should have been more considerate and given up my seat for her, but I just straight up ignored her, hoping that this was it. But unfortunately, there was more. There is a pile of folding chairs in the alcove of the restrooms behind this row, and these people found them and decided to use them to make their own row behind me, because they all wanted to sit together. Since both the wheelchair spaces to the left of me were occupied, the only access I had in and out was a space of about two feet wide. Fine, whatever, I can do that. Then another person with a folding chair came along and tried to block off that little space, so I would have no way to get out. I turned around and I told them no, and thankfully they backed off. The game was sold out, so there was no other seats for me to move to, just to try and get away from them. But honestly, I hope I never see them ever again. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That is an awful situation. Imagine you're already disabled and you have to use a walker. Like you're already limited in what you can and can't do, only to then have this entitled Karen basically block your exits. She not only demanded that you get out of the way and you move from your seat, but then she has the audacity to literally crowd you. Like you're sitting there for a reason. It's not like you're sitting there because it's fun. I'm sure the original poster would rather not have to sit there and deal with this person. Whether it's a season ticket spot or not, people who act like this and act like they just own 
own everything around them and demand that everybody else around them bend to their will are honestly so annoying. And it's so frustrating that this entitled Karen tried to do this to the original poster. So good for you for standing your ground. You knew you were in the right. You didn't do anything wrong. And this entitled Karen had a horrible attitude. And for your sake and the rest of this season that you have a ticket for, I really hope you never have to deal with her ever again. My boyfriend refuses to brush his teeth, even though I've been bothering him about this for such a long time. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for about a year. About six months in, when he would spend the weekends at mine, I would realize he wouldn't bring a toothbrush. I eventually made him go buy one for my apartment, but soon realized that he wouldn't use it. I then started to really notice his teeth. They're often very yellow. It's absolutely disgusting and a huge turnoff. I find myself cringing when we kiss and not wanting to be intimate because of it. I'm not perfect, but I always brush my teeth twice a day and I floss and I use mouthwash and then some. I started asking him to brush more often, telling him that this could lead to really expensive dental work down the road. And while he does it sometimes, if I'm not around, he forgets. I've told him he needs to go to the dentist as I've noticed his gums are extremely inflamed and he says he will do it, but it's been months and he has yet to make an appointment. He gets visibly annoyed and embarrassed when I ask, but it's so gross to me. I can't just not ask him to brush his teeth. Sometimes he goes straight away, but other times he says he'll do it later, that he's fine and he has never had a cavity, which is crazy to me since his teeth are yellow and his gums are always inflamed. I don't know what to do anymore. I feel like such a jerk for constantly nagging him, but I don't want to be intimate with someone whose teeth looks like they are colored with a yellow crayon. I've noticed he's more likely to brush them before larger events like a fancy date, but only after months of nagging him. And before anyone asks me how I've put up with it for this long, he definitely used to brush before our dates the first few weeks of us dating. I only started to notice when I smelled his breath one night and asked him when he last brushed, and it had been over 24 hours. And that's when I realized he never brushed at my apartment when he would spend the weekend with me. I've told him it's bad for his health. I've told him it's bad for my health. I've told him that I'm worried about him. I've bought him toothbrushes and toothpaste and floss. I just don't know what to do anymore. I'm so tired of nagging him about this. I'm honestly worried that he will start to resent me for nagging him, but I absolutely cannot deal with gross teeth. What should I do? Honestly, this is really disgusting. This guy never brushes his teeth, and his teeth are yellow as a result. I mean, I can only imagine how disgusting his breath must be. Like, seriously, it probably smells like roadkill. For me personally, when it comes to a significant other, they absolutely need to brush their teeth and have good hygiene. And that is not an extreme thing to ask of them. Like, that is literally the most bare minimum thing you could ever expect. And also, there's really no good excuse for not having good hygiene. Like, you've literally given him everything he would possibly need for this. The only excuse left is the fact that he just doesn't want to do it. His mouth is probably riddled with cavities. He probably has all kinds of health issues going on with his mouth. And if this is how he's going to act towards brushing his teeth, then this is probably a deal breaker in my opinion. I know for a fact it would be a deal breaker for me. There's no way I'm going to put up with that in the slightest. Like, you need to brush your teeth. Otherwise, this is not going to work out. Like, that's just straight up gross. So hopefully your boyfriend is able to make some serious changes when it comes to his hygiene. Because what you're describing right now is unacceptable. And it seriously is incredibly gross. Am I the jerk for not wanting to use my college fund to pay for my brother's medical treatment? Here's what happened. So my parents divorced when I was about seven years old because my dad had admitted to having an affair. My mom and I moved out of our house and into our apartment while my dad immediately moved his mistress into our house because she was pregnant with my twin brothers. My mom was devastated, but she quickly picked herself up for us. 
She went back to school, and as a result, she continued climbing up in her career. My mom adjusted better to going from a double-income household to a single income and was able to contribute a substantial amount of money to my college fund. My dad, on the other hand, had a harder time, as he now has to support a family of four, sometimes five, on a single income as his wife is a stay-at-home mom. My dad did not have much disposable income, and so he did not contribute as much to the fund. I'm going to finish school soon, and I have a good shot at getting into my first choices of college. Unfortunately, my brother was diagnosed with a kidney disease, which has progressed to where he needs to be on dialysis. My dad is drowning in medical debt, so my mom agreed he no longer needed to pay child support. The specialist had suggested a different treatment for my brother, as most other treatments didn't help or simply stopped working, and they are running out of options short of an entire transplant, which is simply not doable at this time. This treatment is not covered by insurance and it costs a lot of money, and my dad can't take out a loan due to the debt. My dad and his wife sat me down when I was over and asked if I would be willing to let them borrow my college fund to pay off my brother's treatment. They offered to pay the money back, but I knew they wouldn't be able to. I really don't want to give them the money because I know if I don't get any scholarships, I wouldn't be able to go to college and I want to go without getting into debt myself. My future would be at risk and I know my dad wouldn't help if I needed it. In addition, the money technically belongs to my mom. I can't just give it away, and I know she would refuse to give them the money. My dad and his wife are furious at both my mom and I, and is trying to guilt trip me into giving them the money. I do feel terrible for my little brother, so am I the jerk for not wanting to use my college fund just to pay for my brother's treatment? What should I do? In my opinion, first off, the money is not yours. It is specifically your mother's. I also think you have it right when you're assuming that your dad will never pay you back. Like he's already shown that he's an awful father, and now he's trying to pressure you into taking care of your kid when in reality that's his responsibility as the dad. Like honestly if they really wanted to pay off this debt then they need to both get jobs. Both the dad and his mistress. Like she needs to step up to the plate and start doing her work. Because realistically your dad is just looking for the easy way out. He is simply trying to guilt trip you into giving him money. He's not going to pay you back. You know that for a fact. So if I was in your situation I would probably feel the same way you did. It really is a shame of what your brother's going through but you know who you're dealing with and you know that your dad will never pay you back and you'll be stuck with a lot of debt going to college. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.